obviously we hadn't been outside, so we didn't know that there was no DDs, we didn't know there was roadblocks. You know, we, we felt like we were so prepared, but you know, when you're in the moment, oh you're just not prepared at all. I have so much more respect for people who are parents. I'm Jacqueline Carmen, and I'm a certified breastfeeding counselor. And I'm Ruth Green, an international birth doula. And this is the Having a Baby in China podcast. Reminder, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. The views expressed here are the personal opinions of individuals and do not necessarily reflect any official stance or recommendation by having a baby in China. Hey, Ruth. Hey, Jacqueline. Good to see you this week. It's good to see you too. Yeah. Today on Having a Baby in China podcast, we're going to have a very special guest who's going to share a rather unusual birth story. So back in late April, when we were discussing even just starting the podcast, one of the things I love is listening to different birth podcasts where they have a lot of birth stories. And so I heard this couple's birth story. Well, actually, I saw it was written up by That's Shanghai Magazine. And I just thought, oh, this would be so much fun to have it on the podcast. So Duels, thank you so much for being with us today. And you know, it's so funny. I don't even think I know your husband's name because I, I like I talk to you most of the time. So Duels, can you give an introduction? of you and your husband and who you are, what you do in China and all of that? Yeah, sure. My name is Dules and this is my husband, Jared. And we have both been in China for four years now. We met in China and we now both work in the same school. So we both work in an international kindergarten here in Nantong, which is just close to Shanghai. Not in Shanghai, but just close. And I really love your accents. Where are you from? I'm from Scotland and Jared is South African. Okay. I noticed they weren't quite the same, but I'm going to Scotland in a couple months. So I'll have to private message you later and get some tips. Definitely. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. My first time to go to the UK. So anyways, yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on here with us today. Thank you for inviting us. We, uh, we've had quite a few chats before this official conversation, so that's quite nice. I feel like we know each other already, which is good. <laughs> it's true. Can you tell us like a little bit about your pregnancy? Were there any complications? How did that go? Actually, our pregnancy journey was very, very lucky. We didn't have any issue at all throughout the whole thing. Like I think... Yeah, very, very lucky, right? Like everything was fine. I'd say if we were in another country, like our own country, it would have just been a completely boring, normal, <laughs> run-of-the-mill story. <laughs> I would say the only thing that was different is the fact that we we're obviously here in China and the fact that we were going through lockdown after lockdown after lockdown. Yes. And so going to the hospital was obviously quite stressful because every time we had to show our codes, we had to have a COVID test result, we had to obviously wear face masks, all of that kind of thing. In general, as far as the baby's health is and as far as my health was, we were very lucky. 
Yeah. How did you choose your hospital or, or how did you end up going to the hospital that you went to? So in Nantong, <laughs> there's only one maternity hospital. Uh, luckily, it's really close to our house. Yeah, so. Nantong is quite big and yeah. there are there are other hospitals, but there's only one maternity hospital and it's public. There's no okay. mm, there's no special hospitals here or or any sort of choice and obviously I think Mm -hmm. if we were to have a baby not in lockdown we potentially might have considered going to an international hospital in Shanghai Mm -hmm. but I'm glad that we didn't because of how well we would have been stuck yeah we would have we either way we were giving birth in the Nantong maternity hospital (laughs) so how big is is you know how many patients do you know are that go to that hospital how big is your city and so the yeah. city of Nantong has just under 8 million people but that is including the suburbs so the hospital is mm-hmm. for someone who's from little town in Scotland that is absolutely <laughs> massive <laughs> but i'm very aware that in china nantong is really quite small but the hospital yeah. that I go to, there's always lots and lots of people. It always seems very busy to me. I guess it's more busy, but then also maybe in other cities, it won't be as busy because there are other choices. So I don't know how that would be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for yeah. me, it seemed yeah. very busy. Um, How's your Chinese? My Chinese is pretty good. Do you speak Chinese? I speak Chinese quite well, I would say. Enough. It's certainly more than enough. Uh, I've taken a few HSK exams, so I my Chinese isn't bad. Okay. However, <laughs> medical Chinese mm-hmm. is tricky. And yeah. obviously they tend to ask questions that you aren't prepared for or that you just don't know the word for. And then when you translate it into English, it's the medical word in like the old form, like maybe Latin or whatever. And so I still don't know what they're they're talking about. So when it comes to hospitals, I just swallow my pride and get out my Baidu translate and just use that for the most part because I don't want to miss anything important that they're telling me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Jared, how's your Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty simple. It's it's absolutely trash. I just know hello, goodbye, thank you. Um, he he's not giving himself enough credit. His Chinese is pretty good too, but it's just not as good as mine because I actively studied characters. I feel like if you could write, mm-hmm. then you would be on par with me. Yeah, but I don't. So <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> I, I I know enough just to to order on Olama. <laughs> I think as well though in Nantong, on the majority, on the most part, people don't really speak English, so you kind of have to learn Chinese. It's not like Beijing and Shanghai where you where you can yeah, yeah. kind of get away with not not really learning much. So I think Jared's being a little harsh on himself. Yeah. I feel like he knows a lot more than he lets on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Did you study just from starting when you moved to China? Yeah, so when I first came to China, I actually lived about 40 miles out of Nantong. 40 minutes. Sorry, 40 minutes, not 40 miles out of Nantong. So I lived 
in the suburbs, you know? And so I yeah. couldn't even say ni hao. So I decided that I best yeah. learn from day one. Sink or swim. Yes, yeah, sink or swim. And so I learned as much as possible. My colleagues yeah. couldn't speak any English. It was really difficult for me. And so I just hit it head on. Well done, you. <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, how did you find out you were pregnant and yeah were you trying or was it a surprise uh, it was quite a big surprise for us we were quite a few months along before we sort of had any suspicions my body just mm. acted very normal and then I felt quite sick and I went to the hospital and they were like uh do you know that you're pregnant and I'm like no <laughs> I do now. <laughs> but I do now. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> it was a nice surprise, though. I mean, obviously, it's nice for us. How far along were you? Four or five months at the time, something about, like about that. Four. But I, I didn't have any <laughs> symptoms. I wasn't visibly pregnant. I wasn't mentally pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> All these oh, things that people tell you about, just that just didn't happen for me. So I just didn't think anything of it. That must have been quite the shock. And you're already like almost halfway through. <laughs> I know. In some ways, I think that it can be kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, knowing that I'd already got over the potential morning sickness section of pregnancy, mm -hmm. that was quite nice. So... Yeah. And then we were just in a little bubble, weren't we? Yeah, and I was in a training center, so I was able to do all the preparations. Yes, that in is In the mornings true. to help go on Tabo, make food. Yeah, Jared was very, very helpful because he was on a different schedule to me. So he was able to come to the hospital okay. with me in the mornings. Mm. He was able to prepare smoothies and salads and you name it he was running around after me it was very very lovely oh that's so nice so lovely that must have been quite a shock there to discover you're pregnant and then it's in the midst of all of these lockdowns that are happening so what was it like can you tell us a bit about being pregnant in lockdown in yeah. china i think anyone that has been through a lockdown of any description in yeah. China knows that horrible, horrible, anxious feeling that we we all have had. And I don't necessarily think I was more anxious than others because our hospital isn't that far from our home. Yeah, we, When we were in severe lockdown, the community that we're in were very, very kind to us. And the government gave us government rations when it was severe lockdown really here. Lockdown, yeah. So we weren't really overly concerned. We're also the type of people okay. who tend to stock up and we cook anyway. So not having ordering apps wasn't really that big a deal for us. The only big concern, dis like despite being pregnant for me, was the fact that we have two dogs and um, yeah. a couple of the lockdowns, we weren't even allowed to go downstairs and walk them. So that was more of an issue. Yeah, that was but mean on the dogs. Yeah, that was more of a situation for us than, than anything else. Well, except that one time when they yeah. actually shut the elevator. The 
week before or maybe two weeks no, no, before the week. week before I gave birth, they went into complete lockdown where they even shut off our elevators because someone was a close contact. So not not someone had the virus, someone in the entire community. There are seven buildings of people here. Someone was a close contact. No, and so... No, Caleb was open. Just our building was close contact. Oh, I stand corrected. It was just our building that was shut. So lucky us. <laughs> our elevator was shut off. And we're obviously we have a group chat. And that's something that's really great about living in China is the community has yeah. these group yeah. chats where you can say whatever you want on there. And so I just messaged saying... I'm pregnant, I'm about to give birth within the next few weeks. At the time, I wasn't sure how long. Um, can someone direct yeah. me as to how I would get out of the building, how I would get down the stairs? Like, what? what's the situation? Yeah. What floor are you on? Ten. So, you know, it's it's not the worst, right? right? Yeah. I mean, it could be really good for labor to go up and down all those stairs. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm just kidding. So uh, the guy who is in charge of the community, he reached out personally on my WeChat and he was like, do not worry. If anything happens, you ring me immediately. I'll put the elevator on for you. I'll make sure that you're okay. So we just kind of felt okay after that. We felt as at ease as mm -hmm. you could be in that kind of situation. Yeah. And I guess it was quite nice to be doing online classes in a way it was a little bit of a rest well two days before they opened they they released the tape to the building and then the day we had to go to the hospital they actually put those storage containers in the streets yeah and they shut the dds all taxi services i should say so that's why we had that fun mission to, to get <laughs> to the hospital but also just to get to our gate That's right. Because they only mm -hmm. had one gate open. Mm -hmm. Wow, I have literally forgotten so many details. I guess we just like block it out. <laughs> we have six, either four or six gates that we can go through. But during lockdown, there was only one gate open and it's the furthest away from us. Mm -hmm. And obviously we hadn't been outside. So we didn't know that there was no DDs. We didn't know there was roadblocks. And I'm talking shipping containers. I'm not talking little plastic, red mm. and yeah, white. It was blocked, blocked. And so we, obviously I had contractions around maybe 8 p.m. Okay. And then I went to bed, maybe one, I decided time to get up. Like, Jared, I think it's time that we, that we go. <laughs> About how many weeks were you? 40. Yeah. Oh, right at 40. Mm. And so I'm hobbling to the gate and then I try to order a DD. And of course, surprise, there's no DDs. <laughs> oh my goodness. This was about two, two yeah. Because you had like a big throw up. Oh, so yeah. That was the, that. That's when we were like, we're leaving. <laughs> we're leaving. Yeah. That's right. That was the final straw of me deciding, let's pain. go to you the just, hospital. You just went, and I'm like, Okay, that's good. All right, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> and we ordered the DD. The DD didn't come. We ordered another one because we still, at this point, don't know there's roadblocks. We don't know what's going on. We just think, let's have two. And they didn't Maybe tell that's anyone why. that they were doing yeah. this. You just, you just hear um, loud noises in the streets. Yeah. And you have no And idea we can't see, so we don't know. Oh, my goodness. And then we, we decided, let's just take the e-bike. 
So Jared went back and drove the e-bike <laughs> to the gate. And then obviously I have a belly, so I can't get behind Jared. I have to be the driver <laughs> on the e-bike to the hospital while I'm just about to give birth. And you're having contractions, like how consistently were you timing them? Or yeah, We were timing them. I actually can't remember. You stopped timing it once we made the decision to go to the hospital. Yeah. We obviously had a clear run because we didn't have to worry about the traffic lights or worry about cars or anything. (laughs) But you had to worry about the big shipping containers in the middle of the streets. (laughs) Well, we managed to luckily find a route where we could get through with the e-bike, but you wouldn't have got through with a car. You know, we we felt like we were so prepared, but, you know, when you're in the moment... you just not prepared at all um but yeah so then we get to the hospital obviously we have got our our green codes and this woman at the front is sleeping at the emergency desk because obviously it's three in the morning no one's coming in and no one has covid because they're so strict on covid so there's nothing for them yeah so she's sleeping so i'm like "Eh, excuse me and obviously I speak a little bit of Chinese and I say I'm, I'm pregnant. Um, so like, where should I go? And she said, you know, the phrase in Chinese, which means, and then like Ranhona, <laughs> she just gave me that. Yes. And I'm like, uh, well, the baby's coming. So what, what should I do? She's like, just go in. <laughs> so I'm like, okay so then obviously we get to another bit where we have to do the same thing again like the same hurdle good job like we're not you know imminently gonna give birth oh jeez but obviously we don't know that because we're new parents so we think oh i've had contractions for three seconds so i'm probably gonna give birth soon like no (laughs) absolutely not okay were you testing every day how did you where did you get your covid test that you were taking with to the hospital we were taking antigen tests at home because obviously we were not allowed to leave our building and we had a written note from our building's management to say that we have not left this building for x amount of days and then when we got Mm. to the hospital obviously that wasn't sufficient that wasn't good enough because they wanted a code because they wanted an actual covid test result with the code so we then had to take a covid Uh test there and then and uh, they said, yeah, your results okay. will be there um, about 2 p.m. the next day. And I'm like, I'm having a baby now. So I'm thinking probably 2 p.m. is not going to work for me. And so they're like, oh, OK, well, we'll see if we can rush it. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not sure what to say here. I'm missing a lot of details in there. So... We ended up having a, a chat with the head doctor at the time and they, because they weren't going to let us into our floor. So there's there's three different options Excuse when you give They weren't going to let me in. I'm getting there. I'm not at that point yet. All of it was, all of it was like that. It was, you can come in. But this guy, not to Well, at the bottom bit. From everywhere. Oh, well, I've missed that completely. So they were they didn't want to let Jared in because obviously... Jared was the problem, not you. Yeah, that, that is true. They were going to let me in 
but not Jared. Even though we had booked this specific, so this is what I'm getting at. So there's yes. three options. So like, there's like a general yeah. floor where kind of you yeah. will be with other women who are also uh, having a baby, not like giving birth at the same time, but like after care. And then there's another one, which is VIP. And then there's another one, which is labor and delivery, which is the 10th floor. And that's the one we chose because it was completely private and you get your own suite. And I'm allowed it. Yeah. Just for other people listening, I know at the hospital that uh, is closest to me, there is, because this happens a lot, like, you know, you don't know when you're going to go into labor. And even though you keep your test like active, they always want a fresh one. And so, or maybe it's expired by a couple hours. So they have like one room that they'll put people into that don't have an active test. And then you have to stay in that room until you get the test back. And and it's set up to deliver a baby, the one here, like it's set up to deliver a baby and all of that, but it doesn't have all of the options that the other rooms have. So that's my guess is that they have this like holding space for anybody who doesn't have a test and, you know, you can't go anywhere else or, you know, they didn't want to let you go anywhere else until you had a active test. But man, that must have been so frustrating, especially because like you didn't have an option about it. It's not like you were like, oh, I'm just not going to take any tests or whatever. Like you were locked in your building, literally locked in your building, not allowed to go get the tests that they were requiring. Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah, just before that, we were going to the testing site every two days, again, to keep in line with the the procedure. But obviously walking or waddling to the testing site is quite far. It's not convenient for people who have any sort of ailment, you know, Mm. Um, and having to stand in line in the heat as well during the, the summer months is not fun at all. Yeah. When when was this? What month is this? So we gave birth in April, but I am from Scotland. So that means that every month is summer apart from like (laughs) December for me. Well, yeah. And I mean, Nantong is by Shanghai and Shanghai is a lot warmer. Like it can be quite warm, I think, already in April in that area. It's hot for me. And humid. It's really humid. It's 100% humid throughout the summer, which is obviously just not my favorite type of weather. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you get, so they, what did they do to finally allow Jared in? Yeah, and what, about what time is this? We're we're still, yeah, it was close to five at this point. Jules woke me up at one, we left the house at two, Mm -hmm. we got to the hospital at 2.30, we took what two and a half hours from the, the checking with the doctor on call doing the COVID test getting the check on the fourth floor and then getting to the 10th floor that was about 5 a.m yeah so about 5 a.m we get to the doors of the 10th floor which we think we've made it because that's where we're going <laughs> for the bowan to be like no, 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 no. You will not be getting through here. You don't have a COVID test result to me. To, to Jared. Like, you can go through because you are clearly about to give birth, but you, sir, cannot. And I just broke down in tears, obviously, because I'm I'm in another country giving birth. Can you please just yeah. cut me just a little bit of slack? But they, they just were yeah. very stubborn on it. And eventually... 
someone came and That's, spoke to us yeah. that was the head of something, I don't know what. And she was like, calm down, you go in just now, you'll do the the exercise ball with uh, your midwife, she'll get you all settled in, and then at 8 o'clock, no later than 8 o'clock, I will make sure personally that your husband's test results are through and he will be able to join you, like you do not need to worry. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, this is kind of, the best that we're going to get. Outside. I was willing to wait outside in the lobby. I, initially, it was going to be at three o'clock. The mm-hmm. dude said, I will stay out here till three o'clock. And then they had to call someone because Dulls was like, I'm not going in mm. without Jared. I'm not going to give birth without mm. the person that I need help from. He's going to definitely hold my hand and say, it's okay. And I need that, you know, I really need that. Lo yeah. and behold, they were they were quite good about it. They sped up his test result, which obviously was negative because we haven't been anywhere. <laughs> and so they they took me to the room and I couldn't believe how nice it was because we'd never seen oh. it. It was really, really nice, wasn't it? Yeah, very surprisingly nice. Yeah. It's not what I expected. Me neither. Do you mind if I ask what uh, like the package cost was? What was the rough estimate? 30K. So it's a public hospital... But this is kind of like the VIP of the VIP, like the labor and delivery private room. And Jared, I wanted to ask how you were feeling when you were going through all of this. Like, and they're like, no, it's okay. You wait out here. And <laughs> um, Yeah. Oh, oh, I really wanted to um, fight um, at that point because I was, I was quite vocal at that point. Um, I was not really happy because... We stress that we chose this room specifically for me to be allowed in. And the fact yeah. that if she's allowed in, like, why can't yeah. I? Because we live together and we've been living together. We've been stuck together. Yeah. So if I test positive, she will have COVID. So the logic behind it was not there, mm-hmm. I thought. But um, obviously the rules are rules and they mm-hmm. will follow them regardless of what they are. Um, but the three hours that I had to wait were very, very long. (laughs) I had to make a few phone calls. Mm -hmm. I managed to speak with Dawes' mother, with my mother. And, um, so I just sat there and, and just, um, Mm. contemplated what was about to happen because obviously, um, it's our first child. So I I had, um, an opportunity to, um, process just realizing the, the seriousness of the situation, you know, you're about to be a dad. It's, it's not something you should take lightly. I was quite um, relieved once it hit eight o'clock and I was able to fetch my results. And I walked in, Dawes was in a good mood. The midwife was very polite and she could speak okay. English, which was also quite a, a weight off our chest because now she can actually explain to us mm-hmm. what was going on throughout the process. That's exactly what I was just about to say. And that was the first person that spoke more than just hello, what's your name kind of level Actually, of yeah, throughout the whole journey, we were at the hospital numerous times. And the, at the end was the first time we saw someone who could speak English. So it was very um, relieving. Mm. And she was an absolute diamond. Yeah. Yeah, she helped me so well. got Eleanor out, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. So did you get an epidural in there or were you... No, 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 I didn't need one. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) 
That epidural really helped Jared process things. <laughs> uh, he's sitting outside having the time of his life while I'm in yeah. dying of pain. I'll be honest, I'm not really sure. I don't I don't think I understand what the word epidural means. I was under the impression they give you the epidural and then you just magically have the baby and it doesn't feel like anything. But no, not at all. That's not what happens. It's yeah, just like so for a little break so that your body can rest. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe it. That's not what it what it shows me on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> the films are not true. <laughs> yeah. Every person's body responds differently and then, you know, it depends on the skill of the anesthesiologist and it depends on the drugs that they use and there's what's called walking epidurals which are meant to more just take the edge off so that you can cope more and then there's like the full ones that give you like no feeling and yeah and there's pros and cons you know along the line and some people's body just don't respond to them like it it's really that's I think one of my struggles as a doula when people say oh should I get an epidural I'm like well first off that's your choice not mine but second off, like, I can't tell you how your body's going to respond. So you could go through and, and get it and plan. And that's been in your mind. That's what you're going to have. And this is how you're going to labor. Then you get that needle in and it's not that way. And now you don't have the ability to move around and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I'm wondering if yours was more of a walking epidural, if it seemed like it more just took the edge off. I had the epidural around lunchtime. Okay. Didn't allow me to go rest. Yeah. And Jared took a rest. I took a little rest. Um, I also ate something which was really kind of them to give me that. I, I, I wasn't expecting any of this, you to ate? be honest. Yeah, I had tomato and egg. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it was really nice, actually. <laughs> and really, all that happened for me was my contractions stopped for two hours. Mm. But I could still... It was like a lunch break. It was literally like a lunch break <laughs> for everyone. Like, oh, and it was like, and back. Yeah, everyone. I'm sure what's really happened was in the hospital, they were like, hey, like, it's food time for lunch us. Lunch is lunch in China. <laughs> yeah. So you need to have a rest too, okay? Because we, we've got... It's lunch, so we're just going to inject you. <laughs> Knock you out for two hours. I actually uh, never back. thought about that. Yeah. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, so I had the break and then I was told that I needed to pee. So I was like, okay. Um, I, so I just went to get up and she was like, no, you can't just get up. You, you you can't do that. You can't move your legs. I'm like, I can move my legs, look. And so I ended up, she brought like a sort of chair style with a nice big donut. With a yeah, with a hole in the middle. It was very strange. <laughs> and then she's just waiting there as if I'm gonna pee in front of her, like, I'm British, don't you know? Like, I don't pee in front of anyone, including my husband. I will not be peeing in front of you. And so I'm just kind of waiting there, because I obviously I'm not gonna I'm, my body will not allow me to pee. And she's like, Are you okay? You know, if if you can't pee, I can put a catheter in. And then I threw up because I didn't want the catheter and it made me feel so sick that I just threw up. I was like, I am really sorry. She's like, it's okay. And I, I said, do you mind if you just step out of the room for just one second? And as soon as she left, I obviously peed with no issue whatsoever. 
and then she came back and that was that and then it was time <laughs> time to push yeah okay and what time was that between one and two yeah about one and two so you got the epidural just before lunch and then it felt like there were like no contractions and then all of a sudden you were ready to push that's really interesting yeah and then they just came back and i was ready to go so but they wow. the real push was like 3 three thirty. yeah that's when the doctors were like all right can you like push harder now i'm like oh, was i not pushing hard like excuse me was that not enough like listen yeah honey dinner is coming up so yeah dinner's at five so you need to be quick I need you to um, she the the mother predicted 4 p.m she's like maybe four o'clock this baby will come out so um, let's go. Let's yeah, go. Let's so go. hurry up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But also at the same time, she looked and was like, oh, I've got time. i got a message I can need to. Yeah, she was on her. My doctor and my midwife were just taking it chill on the phone, talking to people. Like, what is going and on actually, here? I remember at one point I saw <laughs> Tiger's head and, and they were not there. No, that's true. So I pushed at one point. I could feel the head I and saw Jared saw the head and he panicked. He was like, the baby's coming right Because <laughs> we don't know, you know, that that might still be there what? for quite some time. Do you think you can get off your phone for a moment? Like chaos. These two just like on their phone in and out of the room. What is going on? And then around literally. So our baby was born at 524 thank you you'd think i would know but i don't <laughs> 524 i'm not joking it was like 514 they decided now is the time and then they started putting greens on me in. 12 people came into the room lining different things up putting this i'm like where were you guys all day <laughs> like i have not seen any of you yeah they came in like an army <laughs> Like, the doctor starts putting her scrubs on, and I'm like, why are you doing this now, woman? I was more like, what is going on? It was so chaotic. And, and we like, were like, what is going yeah, on? Like, Jared, you stand there. Yeah, you stand at that side. We will be this side. And you do not move. And then that was it. Ten minutes later, out she popped. Yeah. But if, see, now we know that. I'm not going to be pushing overly hard until I see these green people. <laughs> like, yeah. The green, that's when we know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I, I believe you. I've been there. It's quite a process. Once, it really was. Once Tiger was born, they take her, they cut the umbilical cord, they put her here, they weigh her, they wipe her, they clean her. They, obviously, they already sucked all the, the gunk from her lungs as well. She's screaming, they're testing her. Boom, boom. Half an hour later, they're like, here's your baby. Yeah, and then they immediately made me feed her. And I was like, hang hang on just now. I'm, I'm not ready for this. I've just given birth. I didn't know that either. I did not know twice. that. She gave birth twice. From oh, yeah. Of course, the afterbirth as well. Yeah. Nasty, right? No, I quite, I thought it looked cool. That's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> you both looked at it? Oh, yeah. I a took picture. a picture of it. <laughs> did you keep it? Did you do anything with it? She actually asked, like, oh, what do you want to do with this? And I'm like, no, I don't I don't want that. I do want a picture of it, definitely, for what I will do with absolutely nothing. But I definitely want to take a picture of it, but I don't I don't want that. No, thank you. You can keep that. 
That that can and, be and discarded. And she also spoke about <laughs> eating it. And, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. That's I, I know for me. some people do it, but not 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 for uh, us. Not us, no. I don't eat meat anyway, so I definitely wouldn't be eating my meat. You're eating yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know they make soups. I knew someone that they they were like really sick, and so they ordered a placenta and had it. No, made really? In, somebody else's? Like a stranger's mm-hmm. placenta? Yeah, somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh. I know that's very odd, but you you do you you know like <laughs> when you have your cravings. <laughs> she swears it's cured her. Oh, wow! So this whole time you're in the same room, right? Like you went up to the tenth floor. We're in the yeah. suite, and then at half past eleven, we went to the actual delivery room, which is no, no, ten o'clock. We did. Oh, ten o'clock. Okay, went to the actual delivery room. To kind of get set up. And then after we gave birth, we came straight back to the room. And there's no one on this floor other than us and one other family that happened to have a baby on the same day as us. So it was empty. But even although it was empty, after we gave birth, we weren't really allowed to come out of our, our suite. Yeah, I don't really like drinking hot water. Obviously, I've just mentioned that I... I'm a very warm person anyway, so I like to crunch on ice and have cold water and most I, of the and time. And of course, Jared also wanted cold water. Mm-hmm. So we ha- asked for that, but they had to actually go, buy go and buy it themselves in the shop that's luckily within the hospital and to patients only. Yeah, the doctors were also not allowed to leave. So, so the doctors were weren't allowed to down. leave. Like, no, once you go in that hospital, yeah. when you leave, oh. you don't come back in. Like, that's it. So Jared yeah. definitely wouldn't have been allowed to go home and grab something. Yeah. I had um, to stay, yeah. We had to stay. Because we had to leave the dogs, remember? That's the other thing. So we had to leave the dogs and leave the key and ask our really, really good friends, Caleb and Monique, who lives in our community. So they luckily helped us out. Because otherwise the dogs would have been really hungry. (laughs) Yeah, they would have been really hungry. Yeah, that's really stressful. Yeah. How long did you stay in the recovery room before you moved back to your suite? Uh, In the recovery room itself, like an hour. Literally just okay. placenta out, check the baby, breastfeed the baby, skin to skin. Yeah, about go back seven to o'clock, so about an hour, hour okay. and a half. And then mm-hmm. that's it. And Dole's actually there. walked back. Wow. Mm. Even with having had the epidural. Wow. Yeah. Great. Seems like your epidural was not super effective. <laughs> not at all. Like, from, from what the films have told me... <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe the movies. No, Evidently, yeah. I have not been educated well by watching random films with a two-second birth in them. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, did you do any preparation before giving birth for labor or breastfeeding or anything? We obviously had a rough idea of what we wanted. For example, we didn't want to go down the C-section route if we could avoid that. Nothing wrong with people who choose it. It's just our preference was... Natural. Yeah, we don't say natural. We say oh. vaginal. Oh, well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we we just... We knew that we weren't keen on cutting me open if that could have been avoided. Um, mostly just because my skin doesn't heal well. I know how my body reacts to even just getting my blood drawn. I would imagine it wouldn't be... Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be as as a slick process as it is for some other people. 
Um, and just having you in the room, that was part of it. I think if I had the absolute choice, I obviously would have done things slightly differently, but as a whole, like, for example, I was a water birth. So in the UK, that's an option, but obviously here it's not. So I would have definitely picked that. Mm-hmm. But everything was pretty much exactly how we wanted it. Other than <laughs> driving to the hospital, you being allowed in, and the fact that we weren't allowed to leave. <laughs> but apart from that... Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, it is, in a lot of ways, it yeah. was a blessing in disguise because... And the eyes were very, very helpful. The eyes were... Oh, gosh, yeah. We had two eyes come in and help constantly yeah, adjusting to the with breastfeeding schedule. and with the sleep schedule and just things that new parents don't yet know how to do they were really really good with us really really helpful and just not having to basically host you know like when people come to the hospital obviously they want to see the baby we didn't have yeah. that as much as that's really lovely I think it's a bit of a blessing in disguise for us because we were just in our little bubble mm. as a family mm-hmm. of three yeah it was it was nice I, yeah I, I liked it, it to be honest it's one of my favorite memories yeah 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 hmm I always really liked that little hospital stay. Yeah, like it's just quite nice. Yeah, I never I never did it in lockdown, but yeah, it's just like you get this little protected space that's like you and husband. I mean, even once we had later children, we were really fortunate that we always had friends or family to take care of our other kids. And so it was kind of like this little, like you, like you mentioned, just a little bubble that we could stay in for a few days and before going home and getting back to real life. So I can see that that would be a blessing. That's good. The hospital was so supportive. Like, do you feel like they were good at listening to what you wanted after, you know, other than the struggle with getting Jared into the room, but with the way you wanted to do things, or did you feel like they were quite pushy? They were very shocked at how we do things, but they were very respectful. So for example, they were incredibly (laughs) shocked that I wanted to have a shower immediately after giving birth and wash my hair. Uh, They were incredibly confused as to why I would open the windows and have bare feet in April. But for me, obviously, that is like really, really hot. And they, they respected that. And then also they were very, very... um astounded astonished that jared was so hands-on and that he knew Mm -hmm. how to Mm -hmm. help with feeding or whatever and so Mm -hmm. it was more just culture shock for for them but they were very respectful and obviously they have had foreigners there before so it's not like we're the first but probably the first scottish person that they've dealt with in april being really really hot that was probably the biggest (laughs) thing i guess concerned about like that i would catch a cold or whatever but i was fine they were really good how long did you stay in the hospital so we were there for five days and so on the fourth day we were told that we could go home the next day we were very happy about that we obviously pre-arranged sort of how we were doing that and pre-arranged how to get back into the community who were also Actually, very helpful we, we hadn't because we were like um if we can't get a dd we were just gonna walk do you remember yeah. so obviously we knew the roadblocks were still up in certain mm-hmm. sections but 
we asked the hospital if they had any sort of transport that they could take us back in. Obviously, we were happy to pay for whatever the service charge would be for that, no problem. But just, you know, can you help us get home? And they went and asked and then came back with a no, because obviously if they say they drive the, the ambulance out of the hospital, they've left the hospital so they can't come back in. So we were like, okay, no worries, that's fine. What we'll do, I will just walk and carry the baby. I don't oh have goodness. a pram. I don't have a carry thing. Like that'll that'll be fine. I'll just walk and carry the baby. Jared will go on the e-bike with the the bags and we'll we'll just get on with it because we obviously need to get home. And so we were both prepared to do that. Obviously, Jared would just go alongside me and make sure I'm okay and uh take turns or whatever. Yeah. You know, we were, we were going to figure it out. How long, how far away is the hospital? Half an hour. It's not, it's not horrific, but also wow. when you've just given birth, maybe that's a bit far. <laughs> and I suppose yeah. if you're holding right. the yeah. baby, you know. Yeah, um, the baby does become Yeah, a, yeah your a, arms a would definitely yeah. hurt a bit after that. But I was prepared to do it because I just wanted yeah. to, you know, be safe and whatever. And then okay. the doctor came in and she said, I have some really good news the other couple that are staying on this floor happen to be leaving tomorrow morning as well. And they will gladly give you a lift because they have a car because they were here Why? before the, hmm. the roadblocks. So kind. so kind, unbelievably kind. Jared still has the family on WeChat. Um, yeah. So it's quite nice that we are still a little bit connected mm. even a year mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. But they gave me a lift home with the baby and then uh, Jared took the stuff on the e-bike. And when we got into the community, I was expecting the Bawan to, you know, ask for our codes, ask for a COVID test. I had already sent it to them on WeChat, but I was still expecting them. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They literally waved at us, at yeah, us welcomed so us surprising. in. They were so happy to see the baby. Mm. It was just yeah, really, like, really nice. You guys, like you with the car, sh- stop moving. I need to go greet them. Yeah, I need like, to see guys, the baby. <laughs> yeah. You guys, come here. We really <laughs> felt supported by everyone, by the yeah. community in general. And obviously Didn't our friends were that, that same so helpful. Yeah. So Caleb and Monique, who had looked after our dogs, thankfully for those five days, had cooked us a meal and came over to check on us mm. when we yeah. got back. It was really, really nice. Because obviously we don't have our, mm-hmm. our families here. Yeah. They are our family. So we yeah. we were really happy. Mm. And then we just continued to be in our little bubble for quite some time, didn't yeah. we? How did, well, I have a couple questions. One is I'd like to hear a little more about like breastfeeding and how that went. But continuing with this, like what, how long were you then in lockdown? How did you have like um, checkups for the baby and for yourself, you know, in the six weeks? So postpartum, I actually can't remember how long we were in lockdown for afterwards. Our building was open again. I- but we were still in lockdown. I can't quite remember, but with regards to checkups... Because we thought online... Yeah, for quite some time. I think in May, they allowed the schools to open again. Mm. Yeah, it was a while, but we weren't in Mm. such a strict lockdown because our building was open again. So it it just didn't feel bad, to be honest. I mean, obviously, I'm 
a new mum. I'm not we have going anywhere. We have a big community which has enough space to walk around. So um, even just going outside for 20 minutes, getting the fresh air and stuff, it helps you forget that you just can't go on the road. But at that point, we didn't want to walk around. We just wanted to be with Tiger. So... Um, mm-hmm. We didn't really feel the lockdown. So the the person from the hospital, I'm not sure of the correct terminology, but the person who checks on you, she rang me quite mm-hmm. regularly. <laughs> Obviously, it's in Chinese, but luckily mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. what she was saying. So that was really good. And then maybe a month after giving birth, I was asked to go back to the hospital and do a full check. And from what I've been told by other people, obviously I haven't given birth anywhere else, so I don't know from personal experience, I know from just people that have told me, but it seems like the treatment that I got was much more thorough than other places Mm. such as the UK. Mm. They really check that you're okay. So they had a questionnaire about mentally how I was doing. Oh, really? Um, They also... Mm check your blood again they check that everything's gone back to normal they do a test Mm -hmm. where i think is is it called kegel is that right okay yeah okay to see the strength Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so they did that and check your pelvic floor yes on the screen that was really really great i'm so Mm -hmm. glad that they did that and then they give you exercises that you can do to help if if that's needed And then I also had a physio check and obviously it it turned out that my back wasn't quite right. And so I then had physiotherapy Mm. after as well. Wow, very thorough. Very, very thorough, very, very helpful. And then as for the breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. there was also an option to speak with a consultant and they can help you. Hmm. Um, it It certainly wasn't the easiest for me, I'm I'm sure everyone experiences that it's not as easy as mm-hmm. everyone kind of makes out. I had a lot of issues to mm-hmm. begin with because I just it, it just felt like it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But the hospital really helped. Yeah, they're quite consistent with that. As yeah, well. like they, they really they, take they care of you. I have to say. So then, were you able to exclusively breastfeed, or were you adding bottles, or you know, in that that time? You said you felt like it wasn't working, you know. Tiger just, I felt like I just couldn't fill her up. Um, And I was a little bit worried about that. So the hospital gave us some formula and we did half-half and that's kind of worked for us uh, for the first Mm -hmm. few months. Mm -hmm. Once she reached six months, we sort of only really feed her when it's bedtime. Mm -hmm. So we, we mostly formula. And um, just feed her food <laughs> now Now that she's a bit older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have so much more respect mm-hmm. for people who are parents. I, I didn't realise how much effort you have to put in for just the smallest thing. But I feel like mm-hmm. we're doing okay. We're trying yeah. our best. She's still alive. She's still alive. So well done, us. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and you're smiling and laughing and like seem to be enjoying life and 
able to laugh at even like the difficult part. So well done. <laughs> I remember that even from reading the article, like part of the reason that I was like, I need to reach out to this couple and find out more is that, you know, you just have such a positive attitude. I feel like sometimes people can go through these situations and they only see the negative, you know, and it's everything is about, oh, it was just so hard and it's so hard. And it is, you know, and, and that is okay. That's their story and how they, you know, got through it. But I was just really impressed by your positive attitude and the way you mentioned all these different ways that people came around to support you and the many blessings. So I'm curious, do you have any advice or wisdom that you would like to share to our listeners when they might be going through a difficult situation? I think you can plan as much as you want, but if it all goes out the window, just don't try not to worry. (laughs) Try not to worry. And obviously our story, yes, okay, we were in lockdown, but we recognize that we were very, very lucky compared to so many other parents going through hardships during pregnancy, going through hardships Mm -hmm. after the birth. We just feel really lucky and really blessed Mm. to Mm. have had it easy, you know, like. (laughs) It doesn't sound easy to me. (laughs) I just feel like, you know, no matter what, as long as the baby is healthy and, you know, the mom is as healthy as can be, then, then that's a win. So all the other stuff just doesn't really matter, you know, thinking that you want a certain playlist or thinking that you want a picture of someone just it's okay. It's not it's not the be all and end all if that doesn't work (laughs) out, you know. We didn't even have enough socks. We had one pair of socks each. So. No, we didn't have clothes. We had, to, we had to wear the same clothes <laughs> yeah. for five days. <laughs> we were doing our laundry in the sink. Yeah. Like, it was... So really, just, you know, just don't worry. It's not a big deal. It seems like you guys were really able to, like, fight for the things that were important to you. You know, like... You know, you and on the one hand, you prepared, Right. <laughs> the clothes were not what you cared about. No, um, no. Like in the one <laughs> yeah. hand, like you prepared the best you could. You discussed with the bow on preparations, make sure you can get out and all of that, you know, and then you're a good problem solvers, like work through, okay, this isn't going to work to get to the hospital. How about this one? And, and then once you got to the hospital, you know, it was really important that Jared be there. So you fought for that and worked for the best opportunity there. But then like the little things you were able to kind of let go and laugh about the fact that you had one pair of socks for five days or you know whatever so I think that's a really healthy balance exactly like don't don't stress don't sweat the small stuff I think is the phrase yeah it is yeah and that's kind of how we try and live our lives for the most part for the most part yeah yeah Jared, do you have any advice that maybe you would want to share or some something that you learned or yeah, things aren't going to work out the way you have because, like Dul said, we had planned for months, um, and it did not matter when it came to when it came to showtime. So just do what you can and and just make do with what you have because, um, well, and that's that's it. To be honest, you just have what you have and and do the best with what you have. Yeah, that's all I can mm-hmm. say. To be honest. I think do the best with what you have is a very good motto yeah. for for any situation. Yeah, because like like Dawes and I prepared, we had bags, 
we were ready. We were like, okay, we're going to ask our friends to pick us up because we are friends with cars. Um, we're going to um, bring our chargers. Bring we're going to bring enough socks. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. When it came to show time, we had nothing. Yeah. Jared also very lovingly removed the snacks that I had packed in the bag because he was worried that oh, they no. were going to go out of date. <laughs> Because obviously we're super prepared. So we've done this like, you know, months months in advance. And so in our bag, we didn't have any of the chargers for our phones. We didn't have snacks. We didn't have spare socks. Because obviously at the time it wasn't strict, strict lockdown. So we figured Jared would go home. Oh my goodness. Just so many things were not correct. And if you are going to be in a tough situation, just remember why you're in that situation. Yeah. So, for example, I had to sit outside and it was frustrating, but I needed to remind myself why am I there and and it helps me, uh, help me relax. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just remind yourself why you're doing it. Sounds like you had a lovely time outside having your breakfast, listening to your thoughts. I did. Well, I'm screaming (laughs) upstairs. I did. Yeah, it it wasn't painful at all, no. No, not at all. Physically, anyway. <laughs> he was sitting outside with his epidural. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, must, must be nice. I wonder what that feels like. They, they I wouldn't put, they know. They put something in the breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, lovely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, guys, for sharing with us yeah. and laughing with us. Thanks for sharing your story. It was I thoroughly enjoyed hearing you, and I loved your just great attitudes and fun storytelling and beautiful couple yes thank you thank you very much yeah all right Jacqueline well until next time yeah yeah until next time bye until next time we're not supposed to ruin that (laughs) yes we'll have to have you on again (laughs) (laughs) until next time (laughs) we can do a part two when we have baby two (laughs) part two this time there's no lockdown yeah we could do a comparison Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. I started the recording and I was like, ah, ah, mind blank. What is his name? I could stop recording. Oh, (laughs) I should do that too. That was awesome.